the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, Go to four82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's a light years better than our first one. Also, we survived the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Working Fans Podcast. It's your boy, the man they call Dave and AJ Strange Brew. Getting ready to kick it here. We're going to talk about top five Okada Dream matches. We're going to talk about a bunch of news and notes. Busy weekend for pro wrestling. I got some big news about our podcast podcast today coming out tomorrow some big stuff coming at you here one little note i want to make important here big news tomorrow night gcw game changer wrestling main event i believe it's the fight club event october 8th main event though john moxley defending the game changer wrestling title against nick gage's career important programming note when you look at that mat when you look at that probably bloody bloody wrestling mat you're gonna see the logo behind me here, and it's going to say Working Fans Podcast, so check that out. We are helping to sponsor this event, and the reason why we're helping to sponsor this event is because we believe in GCW, we believe in the main event, and we believe in this pay-per-view, and it is going to knock your socks off, ladies and gentlemen, so get ready to rock and roll only the way that the Working Fans can, along with GCW Wrestling. Absolutely. There's going to be, let's see, so it's tomorrow, it's October 8th, and we'll be on Fight TV, and I believe it's a 6, it's a 6 p.m. start, and yeah, there's some other good matches on here. Jonathan Gresham against Jordan Oliver, Nick Rain versus Sean Skywalker, but the main event, that's the one. John Moxley, Nick Gage, super excited to see this. Let's get to the heart of it here, Dave. Everybody tomorrow night wants to tune into the WWE. They want to see Extreme Rules. If you want to see Extreme, tune into Game Changer Wrestling. That is Extreme. What the WWE is going to give you is water down fucking pathetic extreme wrestling what gcw is going to give you is real extreme wrestling 
Tune in tomorrow night. There you go. By the way, check out Extreme Rules too. <laughs> Good show. We're probably gonna watch it too. So. We're, we're, we're not on that mat though. So screw no, that. We're not. <laughs> we didn't have to bury the competition though. It actually, it's a six p.m. start. You can watch both. Should be over by eight. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good. But anyway, some other important notes here we want to talk about today before we get into Okada Dream Matches. Let's start off with a Japanese legend. Passed away, Antonio Inoki. You're going to say Sarah Lee, unfortunately, passed away at 30 years old. That was unfortunate. That is really sad. She's not a Japanese legend, but... No. Yeah, 30 years... Apparently, you don't know what she did on that one tour. I don't know. Japanese legend, all right? (laughs) But she's she's 30 years old. That's a sad thing. You know, we don't know what happened. There's not a lot of news behind it. Well, we know what happened with Inoki. He was old, so he died. He was old. Noki, hell of a career, man. I mean, I only saw a couple of his matches. William Regal, when he was on his retirement tour. The Ric Flair match from North Korea. But, I mean, legendary fight with Muhammad Ali, which I understand was originally supposed to be worked, but broke into a shoot fight. Very boring if you want to see this, but it's basically Noki in a situation where the rules are not favoring him at all, but he remains on the ground, and he just keeps kicking his legs. He did a crab walk the whole time. And people decide it was a draw. Cage IQ, Rainmaker. Yeah, that's that's today's topic. We're going to be getting so, to that. So I want to mention something here real quickly because people were expecting, I think, first of all, I mentioned Inoki last week and then he died in the same day. Shame on him. Secondly, people were expecting probably me to come out here and be like, oh, I love Inoki. I still don't love Inoki. His matches were boring as shit. He's one of my least favorite wrestlers from Japan of all time. However, you cannot debate what he meant to the world of wrestling in Japan, what him and Baba actually meant to Japanese wrestling from the 1970s on. Both of them were tremendous. Inoki meant the world to Japanese wrestling. However, his matches sucked. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he's a polarizing figure for sure. I'd rather, I could you imagine watching him and Dory Funk? Oh my God, somebody <laughs> might just drop into a coma and die. Another legend, Dory Funk. Shout out to Dory Funk, still alive. <laughs> oh, that's right, Dory is still alive. My bad. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a lot to really talk about with Antonio Noki. He's before our prime, but we both like to acknowledge he was a legend in the sport. And, I mean, there's stuff out there you can find. He was a badass. There's no denying oh, that. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, the one time I did enjoy Anoki was against, what was it, the great... Great Antonio. Uh, yeah, the great Antonio. Yeah, I was about to uh, say, yeah. Italy's number one wrestler, the great Antonio. <laughs> Antonio went into business for himself, and Anoki just beat the shit out of him. Yeah, he went into business for himself, but not very long. <laughs> yeah, it was a very short business. He went bankrupt very very quickly. It did not work out so well. Like I said, busy wrestling weekend. Before we get into the dream matches here with Okada, we have a live SmackDown tonight. Roman Reigns and Logan Paul will be on there, but I'm always excited to see the bloodlines. That means we're going to get now, some. Wait a minute. Let's let's talk about some of the things that are rumored for this SmackDown. First of all, Vega has actually been spotted in Boston, so she's rumored to be on SmackDown. The Queen herself, Selena Vega, also rumored to be in Boston. Legato Fantasma, the whole group is actually Ooh. supposed to be in Boston tonight. So there's a good chance you're going to see them make their SmackDown debut tonight. I mean, and it's right before Extreme Rules. I think they're going to want to put on a banger of a show. But before we get to Extreme Rules too. There's more wrestling tonight, folks. There's a live rampage. <laughs> There's God. a battle of the belts after that. Did you know that? No, but hey, if you really want to entertain us, why don't we set up a camera backstage and see who gets into a fight? Well, so originally, Rade was supposed to wrestle Sammy Gu- Not Sammy. That's who he ended up fighting. <laughs> he was supposed to fight 10, 
And the loser, if Andrade lost, he was going to lose his career in AEW. You'd have to leave. And if 10 lost, he would lose his mask, which well, is going to be is, The weird thing is now we keep talking about Andrade and, you know, maybe he was going to lose this match. Maybe he's looking to leave AEW. But it could also have been a way that they were planning on unmasking 10 and getting that ridiculous mask off him. Well, he's on tonight now in the trio's title match. Him and the Dark Order are going up against Death Triangle. And obviously, this is the anniversary of Brody Lee entering the company and stuff like that, too. So they're talking about that. They're making, they're making note of Brody Lee's passing. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, they should have held... Is this event in Rochester? I'm not sure where... To, no, if, it's not if, right. if it's not, it should be in Rochester. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, but the Battle of Belts is live right after that, too. It's all on the same show. And Pac's actually doing double duty. He's defending the title after that, too. Should have got these programs on But there's a lot of wrestling tonight. Bound for Glories tonight. Tomorrow night, we have, like we said, GCW. We got the rule. Two pay-per-views in one night. That's going to be yeah. a long night of wrestling. Yeah, I think tonight's going to even be longer. Four hours of wrestling. But, yeah, there's some good stuff, though. Oh, Cage My IQ in the comments. It's in Baltimore tonight. So, there you go. We'll see. Wow, uh, the, the city that never stops stealing shit from you. Bound for Glory is in Albany. AJ actually has been to an Albany show before, too. I have. I enjoyed being to Bound. Was it Bound for Glory that we've been to before? I don't know. But I've been, to, I've, I've been to Impact pay-per-views before, and they are fantastic. One other thing, too, to talk about, too, is some new commentary teams were announced yesterday. I like Wade Barrett and Michael Cole. I think that's going to be a fun team. Yeah. I, I do not have much faith in the Raw commentary team. Yeah, Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves. What did Byron Saxton do to get himself sent to the back? And they're going to bring in a guy who's never called a match to be on the flagship. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, we got rid of him. We got rid of Jimmy Smith. <laughs> so. Well, Jimmy Smith's contract just ran up. Byron, I think they're just tired of listening to him. You know, it was interesting. They got Kathy Kelly back for interviewing people. I don't know if you remember Kathy Kelly. She used yeah. to do the interviews for NXT. And Triple H actually did a little thing online at the time. I remember this. I saw it. And actually made a point to say goodbye to her. And she was a fond of, uh, you know, a company and the work she did. And she had other things she wanted to move on to. Well, I don't know what she wanted to move on to. But now that apparently Triple H- those things, apparently, <laughs> those things, apparently those things moved her ass back. Yeah. And she was on her Instagram thanking Triple H and Stephanie for the opportunity. So Now, wait a minute. We've buried what might be your favorite commentary team. Booker T is coming to NXT, baby. Yeah, Booker T, five time, five time. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Now, if he, if Wade Barrett had stayed there, that might have been the baddest broadcast team, Booker T and Wade Barrett. That would not have been the team you want to mess with, no. Some other stuff, Extreme Rules, we were talking about tomorrow. Me and you talked off air. Like, we were wondering what's going to main event. And we've been hearing it's going to be Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey. I was speculating. To me, it makes a little more sense to do Bel Air and Bailey because that's got the ladder match. And I have a feeling we might see the return of Sasha and Naomi. Yeah, I think it's going to be Liv and it's going to be Ronda because Ronda's the biggest name of the four. She is. I think that's why it's got to be main event. Do you think Rousey goes over? I think Rousey is going over. Yeah, I think she's going over with the help of the queen of spades okay not that, so, she, not that she needs the help you see rousey is more of a heel going forward as a tweener i do, you- do. I know people have been cheering for her, but people are cheering for her saying heel things and doing heel things. And what about Liv? Because Liv has been getting mixed reactions here and there. She's been cheered once in a while. Do you think that Liv is a little bit of the hangman page? We saw the journey, and now we're not as into it? Or do you think it's just a few crowds that weren't into Liv, and she's still 
popular. So I'm going to put this to you the same way that with Hangman Page, but it's going to be a little bit different. I think that some people you just want to cheer for as underdogs. You might remember somebody named the One Two Three Kid, and people cheered for him when he went over Razor Ramon and when he was getting beat up by him. But once he actually became someone who was winning consistently, people no longer want to cheer for him. People want to cheer for the underdog until they start to do well. Then they're like, well, what the hell is this shithead doing constantly winning? I mean, you might have a point there too. You know, like I've always like to root for an underdog and stuff too you know especially with sports franchise stuff like that absolutely I, how much did people love the patriots when they were the underdog team that hadn't won anything in god knows how long but how many people hate the patriots now including myself i like to cage my accused suggesting that charlotte might interfere and attack ronda and Liv gets to win maybe even like maybe she goes to attack Liv and accidentally hits ronda and that leads to a feud because we know rousey will get cheered over charlotte yeah let me be clear by no means is this a sure thing that i think Ronda's going over. I'm just leaning towards Ronda. It's for a big night tomorrow night, though, because I think we got a chance of Sasha and Naomi coming back. Cage my few books have a good point about Charlotte. And do we get Bray Wyatt back, or do we get a clue that basically he's going to tell us Bray Wyatt will be on Monday? But if Bray comes back, who's Bray going against? Well, that's going to have to be figured out soon. How does Bray come back and he's not going into a main event situation? I got a possibility for you. How about Bray comes back? Obviously, he could come back at Survivor Series, maybe, or something to do with Roman. He could come back and maybe get involved, cost Drew McIntyre against Cross, or maybe goes after Cross, maybe a little bit they feud. Yeah, that could be interesting. But to me, he's one of the people who comes out and is actually a legitimate threat to Roman, whereas most of the people Roman faced now were like, well, they're not going to win. It's tough to say. Roman's put on such a resume right now of like beating people. I don't know who's the threat, because it, it all depends. Like If, if you book... Bray versus Roman at a December pay-per-view. You know, say whatever December pay-per-view is coming up. I don't think Bray would have. Now, you put Bray against Roman at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think Bray's one of those guys can win. I think I, at this I'm point, not even sure Bray's coming back this weekend. I think they might even hold it. Okay. So you think this is going to be a little longer. Do we see Naomi and Sasha? But I don't think they're going to hold it all the way to Royal Rumble. I think they're going to hold it for Survivor Series. Do you, see, do you think we see Naomi and Sasha tomorrow night? Yes. Okay. So... We, we agree that taking out Alexa Bliss and Asuka was to set these two being in. Oh, 100%. Okay. My my thing with Bray is I don't think you're going to hold him all the way to a Rumble. And the reason why is because I believe Cody Rhodes is going to be back for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I could see that. I'm hoping for that too. And, you know, do we get one of these belts off of Roman before WrestleMania? You could, but I haven't seen him defended as a singular belt yet. Yeah, I know. That's been Every a talk. Every time he defends it as the Unified, I've never heard any suggestion from the WWE that they're going to actually defend him as single titles. So here's what I think we could be a fun angle. Probably not going to happen, but whatever. Just a, just a way to get the belt split up a little bit, too. Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble. When you win the Royal Rumble, you can only challenge for one of the belts because you're on one brand. So he has to challenge, we'll say, for the Raw brand. Night one at WrestleMania, Cody versus Roman for the Raw belt. Cody wins. Night two, Roman versus Rock. Roman wins. There's your champs. You, you could absolutely see that happening, but the problem is is there has to be, at some point, the WWE has to recognize him as two belts again. Right now, they're calling him the unified champion. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Do you like it better with two belts? Do you like it with, as recognized as one belt? I like it with one. 
Okay. Would you like to see the women's unified too then? Absolutely. Okay. To me, there should be one person who's better than the other wrestlers. Having two separate belts is just asinine. Okay. So right now, the way it is with Roman and the Usos, that's what you would like for singles and tags. Yeah, I got you. One final thing before we get into this dream match. It was just announced recently that Nigel McGuinness has parted ways with WWE. You think he's going to wrestle again? I do. I think Nigel's coming back. I think that he's been longing for it. He was brought out originally. He had the, in 2011, he injured his bicep. And then later that year, they discovered that he had hepatitis C. His bicep is healed and they've cured the hepatitis C. So at 46 years old, when other people are wrestling, he's only, what, three, four years older than Daniel Bryan. He's younger than half the wrestlers that are out there right now. And half of his friends are wrestling in AEW. How much fun could he have to come and work in AEW? I mean, that's definitely a situation where we could see him in. I would say maybe AEW, but maybe more the Ring of Honor brand. Yeah, absolutely. See, I consider that all one brand right now. Oh, right now? <laughs> yeah. Because he might not be brought in. He might be one of those guys specifically brought in for those purposes, though. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. But until Ring of Honor actually gets a TV deal, to me, it's all just AEW and AEW. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, so Ian Riccoboni comes back just to do commentary on Ring of Honor matches. That might we be all. Here's an interesting thing. Right now, Jericho's attacking Ring of Honor guys. He just attacked the um, ring announcer. Uh, he's who's who's next in line to get attacked by Jericho. I mean, we'll see. And obviously, Nigel McGuinness is someone who could probably stick up for himself too. Exactly. And how much would the crowd go nuts if Nigel Nigel McGuinness came out and could actually wrestle? I think that they would go absolutely apeshit for him. Yeah, we'll see. Depending on where it was, you know, not everybody. I mean, it would have to be a crowd that knows Ring of Honor. Obviously, I'm yeah. not trying to say Nigel McGuinness is this. Uh, as big of a name as like Brian Danielson. Actually, so just spitballing this, that makes the most sense probably is probably try to debut Nigel at a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Bring him out. You have Jericho beating down all these people, let's say as an open challenge at a Ring of Honor pay-per-view and out comes Nigel McGuinness. Okay, and we'll see. That, that'd be a pretty hot main event. All right, let's get to it. The people have been waiting. Top five dream matches for Okada. And I'm going to start off. AJ, I'm going to give you the first three. I told you the names to look out for today. Absolutely. So. All right, I got James Harris, no relation to Kamala. He's got Sinsuke Nakamura, which we've seen, John Moxley, Timothy Thatcher, Stan Hansen, and Pentagon Jr. So even though he wasn't one of the names that you told me to write down, I did write Moxley down just in case. I right. thought a couple people might mention him. Well, let's see. Here's another list here. we got Sonny Black. He's got Muda, Roman Reigns, Sting, Eddie Guerrero, and Masala. Masala. Nice. James R. Deal. He's got Eddie Guerrero. Maybe keep Eddie on there, too, because that's his second mention. I know I've seen him on some upcoming lists. Great Muda, Kerry Von Erich, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Ricky Steamboat. I also added Muda to the list because him and Eddie are now tied for first place. I, I don't think I see Muda on too many more lists, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, just in case. Yeah, well, yeah watch it. Maybe beat beats Eddie. <laughs> exactly. So let's take a look here real quick. I've got producer Joe kissing up to Antonio Inoki. <laughs> We've also got The Rock, Masawa, Roman Reigns, now tied for the lead, and Karrion Cross. I like the Karrion Cross one. Karrion Cross is a good one. I got this is Dan Backley's list. He's got Wardlow, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Tomasa Champa, and Drew McIntyre. Nice. Now, I've got a question for you. That was a great list. Where can we find Dan Backley? I cage my IQ. Right Dude, that is a great show. I love that show. 
Yeah, he's uh, in the YouTube, Cage My IQ, you know, on Twitter, Instagram. Just look for Cage My IQ, and we are airing some of his interviews on our, our YouTube channel right now. We got one up with Miranda Maverick. He's going to have some of ours coming up soon. And great content. If you haven't seen Cage My IQ or seen Dan Backley do these interviews, you're missing out. You talk about someone who's just knowledgeable in MMA and really gets in depth with the fighters. It's a great listen. And he just released uh, our Al Snow interview. So check that out right there. My man. AJ, I'm going to give you one more list and then we're just going to take turns. All right. Mike Flynn. He's got Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, Triple H, and Seth Rollins. That's a good list. I like that. All right, so we've got a list from George Chris Turner. He is from the Mothership Facebook group. He's got Samoa Joe, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Roman Reigns, and Mr. Brian Danielson. So Samoa Joe's an interesting one. We haven't heard anything about him yet. That, yeah, that's I a- would love to see Samoa Joe versus Mr. Okada. All right, I got a list here from Alex Lorenzo. Here's another one for HBK. Owen Hart. That's a good one. Hmm. Randy Orton. John Cena makes another list. And once again, Seth freaking Rollins. So I've got Dave, don't call me K-Fabe. He's got Wardlow. He's got Antonio Inoki making the list again. Everybody kissing up to the dead man. We've got Hulk Hogan. Roman Reigns makes another list. And then Brian Danielson is back again. Yeah, Brian Danielson, a name to watch out for. Roman Reigns is killing people right now, though. Randy Osga, he's got a list. Bet your ass he put Roman Reigns on that list. (laughs) He's also got Randy Savage. Triple H makes another one. Shawn Michaels back again and this is a good one randy pulling a little outside one here carmelo hayes oh that's a good one i like that i gotta give it up a lot of people are acknowledging roman reigns right now hey side side quest here before we go to the next one i got that from freddie prince jr by the way carmelo hayes is this a guy that we think in the next year is going to be a player on the main roster i don't you know what i'm not sure Mm -hmm. where the space is for him right now his style is very similar to a ricochet very similar to some of the people that are on the roster already so i want to see where they get pushed before carmelo kind of where he falls in i like his gimmick a little better i like him with trick williams i'm not a big fan of trick but i like the package together i think this yeah Yeah, if they could substitute somebody in for trick that'd be great (laughs) i mean we could still call him trick williams because i don't think people would know just replace him. <laughs> Just replace him with a different wrestler. But next list. <laughs> I've got Al Simmons, who I assume is the former catcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. So that's awesome. Big from the one. 1960s baseball teams. We've got Roman Reigns again. Yes. We've got John Cena again. Antonio Inoki again. Maybe we should have counted Inoki. Claudio. And then we also have Drew McIntyre. Very nicely done. Last minute added on. Philip Griffin. He's got Shawn Michaels. John Cena, Randy Orton, Dante Martin. Oh, interesting one. And of course, Roman Reigns. (laughs) It's not a list if you don't have Roman Reigns. I feel like I know who one of the top three is going to be already. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's only up by six on the next closest one. So we've got on the next one, Roman Reigns by Gary Matthews. He's got Josh Alexander, which would be a great match. He's got Matt Cardona, which could be a fun match. Nick Aldis, which could be a fun match. And for the second time, Hulk Hogan. Mm, Only twice. Wow. You know what's funny? I'm pretty sure producer Joe said last week before he left, when he was leaving us, he said probably Roman Reigns is going to end up making number one or something. I just want to point out the people are voting Roman Reigns for number one right now. It's incredible. I got Zach St. John, and he's got Kento Kabashi, Stan Hansen, 
Beautiful. Ricky Steamboat, you're damn right. Ricky coming back for one more match, by the way. I hope that goes better than Flair. Yeah, but he wasn't willing to do the Flair match. I think. <laughs> yeah, when they asked him to do the Flair match, he said no because he didn't think that he could be who the people wanted him to be. But now that that match is done, he's pretty sure he could be who the people want him to be. He could be who the people want to be when he's teaming with FTR going up against Brock Anderson, Jay Lethal, and whoever this mystery guy is. <laughs> Let me finish this list here. Okay, so Zach also has Bret Hart, another one, and he has one. Oh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. So here's the funny thing. Brett kind of ran away with it a little bit last week. He's not showing up anywhere near as much this week. He's only got two votes so far. Oh, right. well, he's coming up some more. <laughs> I saw him on some early lists. I guess I misjudged it. All right. I don't actually have Brett on. I have him on one of my lists. Okay. Well, he's definitely coming up on a couple more, but maybe not as much. All right. We got. All right. I've got Mike Harper. He's got Sting again. We've got Antonio Inoki again. Apparently, Mike likes to suffer because he's got Bruno San Martino. <laughs> he's also got Dustin Rhodes, which is a good one. That was great. And, oh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. <laughs> Every list I have has Roman Reigns. I got a list that doesn't have Roman Reigns. Jake St. John. <laughs> he's got Daniel Bryan, Bret Hart, Rick Rude, Dynamite Kid, and Bruiser Brody. I like it. I like that Okada is getting a mixture of different styles of wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's getting the people that are smash mouth, but he's also getting the technical wrestlers because that's what Okada does. Okada really can wrestle any style. So I've got Al Williams. He's yeah. got Roman Reigns. He's got Hulk Hogan, which, by the way, is now tied for third. So I'm going to actually add him in there because you were a little Hulkamaniac as a child. <laughs> We've got Wardlow, Brian Cage, which I like. And then Claudio Castagnoli again. I got Scott, friend of the show, and he's got Bret Hart. So Bret's going to make another list there. Eddie Guerrero, William Regal, Kurt Henning, and Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson made a few lists, too. Brian's actually now tied for second with Bret Hart, who's made a little bit of a comeback. Oh, yeah? I guess I'll go next, actually. I was going to say, he's not going to do well on my list, so. (laughs) I'll go next. (laughs) Because, honestly, I have Bret Hart. (laughs) No shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't put Bret on all my lists, but I have on this one. I thought this would be good. Actually, what I was thinking of was, like, Bret or HBK. Who would make a better match with Okada? And I just feel like Bret, given his more realistic technical style, would have blended. Not to... You know, it's fucking Shawn Michaels. But when I was trying to put one, only one of them in, because at the time I was seeing Brett Shawn come in, I was like, I'll go with Brett on this one. No, Shawn wouldn't have been the drizzling shits. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so I got Bret Hart. I got Davey Boy Smith. I thought that'd be a good one. Rick Flair, because Flair's... Flair, could pull. Flair, I could see having a great match with Okada. And yet, this is the first time we've heard his name. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this generation's doing. <laughs> I got Barry Windham. Nice. It was an excellent match. And then... I liked him so much last week using this guy. I'm going to use him again. Dr. Death Steve Williams. Nice. That's a good one. So I have Flair also. So he's now made two lists. I have Rick Rude also. I have Brian Danielson. I have HBK. And this is where I went a little bit different. I went with Kurt Angle. Oh, yeah. How do we not have Kurt on this list? Uh, I would have loved to have seen Kurt Angle in his prime versus Okada. It would have been absolutely a show stealer. Absolutely. Now, who's one of the votes? All right, so let's take a look here. So Sean came back just like Brett came back, and but Roman has 13. Roman wins. 
the yeah, vote. Brett has five. Yeah. Then you've got HBK and Brian Danielson tied at four. By the way, that first one for Moxley was his only vote. <laughs> so let's figure out. Let's say, let's let's move Brett and Roman to the finals. But let's get somebody there with him. We got let's H- either Brian Danielson or HBK. Okay. So I, I will tell you personally, I'd rather go with Brian Danielson. The reason think, why yeah. is because it's just I love Brian Danielson. I like his style. <laughs> I think him and Okada would just blend really well. Very similar to what you said about Brett and Sean. Mm-hmm. I think that Brian Danielson would be more entertaining for me. He's just as big a name right now, too. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. So oh, yeah, I currently, no yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not comparing resumes, although Danielson does have a great resume. Oh, Danielson's got a great resume. The crowd reactions, that mm-hmm. whole yes movement, absolutely insane. Multiple time world champion, main event at one WrestleMania. So he's definitely somebody watching. Yeah, okay. So Danielson in the finals. We'll put Danielson, Brett, and Roman. Uh, by the way, we should mention that that was teacher versus student there. That's very good. Yeah, yes, it was. So this is interesting. This is a real interesting thing. Now, the money matchup currently would be Roman. <laughs> There's no doubt. <laughs> so. So we're going to piss people off here because I don't think either you or I. I don't want that match. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of funny. I don't know if I would be the one to pick up, but I don't want that. Well, Roman didn't make either one of our lists. No. He made 13 lists. He didn't make now, either one of our lists. You really hear us say, too, sometimes the money match is where it's all about. And obviously, Roman would be the money match. That being said, it's not like I'm losing a ton of fucking money if I'm running promotion. If I took Absolutely if I him against an in-prime Bret Hart or fucking Brian Danielson. So, first yeah. one to go, Roman Reigns. <laughs> See you later, Roman. Enjoy yeah. your 13 votes from the peons. <laughs> now, 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 <laughs> now we got ourselves a fight. Yes, now out of it. Because you know I'm going Brian Danielson. I know you are. So here's the thing. So, well, Brett got the more votes. <laughs> Not for here, but, yeah, we, we both we both know the we as Roman just found out the more votes don't matter. It does not. <laughs> Unless we can't decide. <laughs> but, I have to say, again, it's tough. I have to envision Brett in his prime here. Because right now, yeah. I would just get dropped on his head and get a concussion. Yeah. And nobody <laughs> wants stroke victim Brett. Right. Nobody wants that match. However, I will give it to Brett. I think that his style mirrored people. And that he had one of those styles that really works with every wrestler. Yeah. You never hear anybody go, wow, that match. He made Tom McGee look good. I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to go with Brett this week. Because, and here's why, we're going to probably get a Brian Danielson match at some point. Yeah. That's going to have happen, and I'm excited for that. We're never going to get a Bret Hart Okada match. So I'm actually begrudgingly going to go with you because I do think at some point we're going to see Brian Danielson versus Okada. And right. I do think it's going to be a hell of a match. And the definition of what we're doing is dream match. Matches we probably won't see. The, the only way we can ever see Bret Hart versus Okada is in the pipe dreams that we have. We can, we're never going to see that match. Whereas both Roman Reigns or Brian Danielson, I know Roman Reigns is highly unlikely that 99 to 1, it will never happen. But Brian Danielson... It's a 50-50 shot that that could happen. Right now, currently, with AEW's relationship with New Japan, I could definitely see something like that happen. And it, it, it would be a scene stealer. So I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you Brett. Uh, because you know what? It's a hell of a lot better than Roman. <laughs> I think Bray used to say that. Anybody but Roman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, before we get out of here, I'm just going to pull up this Extreme Rules card for tomorrow night. 
because I thought it'd be fun. We'll do a little predictions before we get out of here. So let's I think they off. should start off the show with, because they own the rights to it, they should do the old ECW entrance, the extreme. Well, the last show, they actually had Paul Heyman narrate the yeah the preview for this. So I like it. I, I mean, I would rather watch Game Changer Wrestling, which is sponsored by the Working Fans Podcast. We are one of the many sponsors. But, but yeah. you can watch both. All right. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. You've already made this prediction. You're going with Rousey. I am. I like Bakley's comments. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you reluctantly. I'm gonna go with Rousey. Always go with a winner. Here's an interesting one: Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. I'll pick first. I thought I was excited about this because I wanted Matt Riddle to actually win this because I like Seth, but I like Matt, and I thought Matt was due. I think there's gonna be a bigger story here. I think something's gonna involve with Bobby Lashley, and he's gonna accidentally cost Matt Riddle. And I think. Seth Rollins is going to get the win here. I think you're wrong. I think Matt Riddle wins. And I think that it's going to go the opposite way. That it's going to be uh, due to, what's that referee's name? Daniel Cormier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Daniel Cormier. I guess he he's had a few MMA fights himself. Yes. He, I, I think he's going to end up helping Riddle, Riddle. to win this thing. Very well. Or maybe he's in the pocket of Seth Rollins. Oh, that'd be a hell of a bodyguard for Seth Rollins going forward. It'd be interesting. Could you imagine if he's the enforcer for Seth Rollins going forward? Very interesting. All right, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross strap match. This is Cross's first match back in the big time, in a big time setting. I think you got to go Cross. It's a strap match, so it's probably going to drag him across. Maybe a fireball. Maybe there's some Bray Wyatt interference here. But one way... Hopefully it's a better fireball than the last one we saw from uh, Scarlett. Hey, great improv, though, because it went over his head. Drew kind of non-sold it a little bit and then kind of got the low blow and they decided to go down. I thought, oh, no, they did a great job of improv with it. I I agree with you. I think Karrion's going to win. And if you are going to see Bray Wyatt tonight, this could be where you see him. Or tomorrow. Or tomorrow, sorry. Yeah. Bianca Belair, Bailey, ladder match for the Women's World title. I like Belair. I think Naomi and Sasha come back to even the odds at some point in this match, and Bianca gets it done. I think they come back also during this match. I do, but it might be too late. Bailey might get the belt beforehand, but I'm going to go with Bianca. You swung me. I'm going to go with Bianca. I think that you're going to see Naomi and Sasha come back in this. And boy, will the crowd go nuts for Naomi. <laughs> They're going to go. Well, Sasha's I, from Boston. What? Is she? Huh, yeah. I didn't know. Almost like she used to wrestle in the Boston area under the name Mercedes. Brawling Brutes. Sheamus, Rich Holland, and Butch versus Imperium, Gunther, Ludwig von Kaiser and oh, who's the other guy? Gianna Vinci. First of all, I, I like. Uh, first of all, I like how you no sold Bale, Backley actually picking Bailey to win. I posted it here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll do this one. Yeah, I agree with him here. I was going to say the Brutes are going to win. So I wanted to say what we talked about off air last night. I think Gunther. They're having a. This is important too for anyone looking to watch SmackDown tonight. Gunther versus Sheamus Part Two is going to happen. They had one of the best matches in WWE all year, and I think they're going to tear it up again. But I think Gunther is going to continue to keep this belt, and that's going to lead into the big brawl tomorrow. And I think the brawling brutes who are over are going to get the big win tomorrow. I think that they are over. I think they're going to get the win on anybody but Gunther. Yeah, I think they're protecting Gunther right now, and I'm happy to see that. All right, final match. This is an interesting one. Edge versus Finn Bauer in an I Quit match. Now, I've heard rumors that Finn is going to be possibly in the line for a big role in WWE, maybe even backstage, but he's not going anywhere, as far as I know, anytime soon. Now, Edge has won some of the bigger matches, although Finn's been getting the better in terms of they've been beating him up. Finn is the star you would push in this situation. The problem is this is an I quit match. I don't see, I have a hard time seeing Edge just quitting 
in his character here. Maybe he passes out. May, I'm not sure. I, I'm having a real hard time picking this one. I say there's going to be something involved. I say Finn Balor pulls it off. Yeah, this could be another place, by the way, where you actually see Bray Wyatt to me. This could be another place where he shows up to actually lead this group. Maybe Finn actually quits and Bray Wyatt actually shows up at that point to actually lead the group forward instead of Finn Balor. But I I don't see it. I see Finn Balor actually winning this one somehow. I don't know if they're going to use trickery. I don't know what's going to happen. But Edge has literally gotten the better of them at every turn. Every match, he somehow finds a way to win. At some point, he's got to actually do the job for these guys. Oh, I like this scenario. Cage Monarchy, I think Beth Phoenix gets involved to help Edge and gets put in a bad situation where Edge says, I quit. That's that's a good way to do it. Yeah, you could even do it with Ray or something. I don't know if Ed could be sympathetic towards Ray. I like Ed's idea better, but I like that. Yeah, that possibly being set up where the only Ed- problem is Beth is stronger than Ray. I'm, it's more likely that they could overtake Ray. <laughs> <laughs> they can't overtake that. I don't know what you're talking ah, about. She's a bit of a beast. Buffalo's <laughs> own. What, what? <laughs> On that note, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? No. Guys, make sure you tune into GCW tomorrow night. Check it out. If it does go three hours, don't worry about missing the first hour of Extreme Rules. You can watch it later on Peacock. Yeah, check out the, check out the logo, Working Fans Podcast. We're going to be all over that mat, along with Not Sam Wrestling and some other people who are helping sponsor this. So super excited to be a part of this with Game Changer Wrestling. And guys, tune in next week where we're going to talk our top five dream matches for MJF. Oh, So I'll be very interested what we'll see there. I got to think people like Roddy Piper might make the list. Brian Pillman, we'll see. The, the, the funny thing is, unless somebody's dead, MJF is so young, there's a chance he could wrestle anyone. Yeah, absolutely. This week, the winner was Bret Hart, not Roman Reigns, producer Joe. And it but. certainly wasn't a uh, Onoki, son of a bitch. I'll add this one more comment here. Morgan Elizabeth, because we got a lady actually commenting with us. My bet is Finn bad guys usually win, I feel. Well, I, I agree, Morgan. I think we were just saying that that is probably going to be some kind of setup, and we will see tomorrow night. Well, I'm- I happen to know for a fact that the smartest person in my life ah, is Clinton. named Morgan. <laughs> and if, if somebody named Morgan is going to make that kind of prediction, I'm willing to 100% back that up. Finn Balor all the way. I did not put two and two together first, but anyway, <laughs> we'll leave that. We'll leave that be. Shout out to Morgan. Thanks for commenting on the show. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back next week to talk top five MJF dream matches. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think. Also, that's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then, as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 